Today on Locked on Rockies, seven arbitration-eligible Rockies. Who stays, who goes, and how much should the Rockies invest in some of these players? You are Locked on Rockies, your daily Colorado Rockies podcast. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Rock on Rockies fans, welcome into the Locked on Rockies podcast for today, the 11th day of October in the year 2023. I'm your host of the Locked on Rockies podcast, Paul Holden, bringing you your daily Colorado Rockies talk right here on the Locked on Podcast Network, where you can find your team every day. And if your team is the Colorado Rockies, well, guess what? You're in the right spot. That's what we do around here each and every single day. Well, weekdays here on the Locked on Rockies podcast and the Locked on Podcast Network. Thank you for making us your first listen of the day. We're free and streaming on your favorite streaming service. We're also available on the Locked on Rockies YouTube channel where you can be part of the show by posting your Rockies comments. Let me know what you think about Colorado Rockies baseball in the Locked on Rockies podcast comment section firing off your Rockies hot takes. Let me know what you think. Let me know what's on your mind when it comes to the Colorado Rockies. And today we're talking arbitration. We're talking about potential faces moving on, potential faces returning to the team, and uh, how this might impact the Rockies' approach in 2024. We'll dive into that list and a whole lot more. We'll also talk about, hey, offense, it's a good thing, and it's on full display in the playoffs yet again as the Texas Rangers are slugging their way to victory, doing what they do, even with bullpen issues, even with starting pitching health. It's another reminder, if you have a solid offense, if you have offense that can deal damage, especially in this version of baseball, you are going to do well, especially late in the season. We'll talk about all that and more coming up here on today's show, but we start with Rockies talk and arbitration-eligible Rockies. And according to MLBTradeRumors.com, <laughs> those Rockies are Harold Castro, Austin Gomber, Brendan Rogers, Ty Block, Peter Lambert, Austin Wins, and Lucas Gilbreth. They are all eligible this year. And, and, and on a first initial look, I think I see four names that are pretty pretty much up there four names that I think are pretty set Gomber Rogers Lambert Gilbreth I think the Rockies want to see more from Lambert I think the Rockies want to see what they can get with Lambert I want the and, and the Rockies are certainly looking at their starting pitching depth and hoping that Lambert is going to be someone that can contribute for the Rockies here and Skylar Timmons writes about this over here on Purple Row Arbitration leaves room for improvements in 2024 here on Purple Row. Uh, Let's read what he says about Peter Lambert. Peter Lambert is in a weird place still with the Rockies roster. Technically speaking, this is Lambert's first year being eligible for arbitration, but that's because his service time is so weird due to his injuries. Still, he is slated to become a free agent following the 2026 season, and MLB Trade Rumors projected him for a $1.2 million salary in 2024 after making $750,000 in 2023. Lambert will turn 27 in April of next season and did show promises at times this season when he pitched a total of 87 and a third innings over 25 games, including 11 starts. His first full season back from injury ended with a combination of him reaching his workload limit and right bicep tendonitis. Lambert is like again likely to be slotted to begin this year in the rotation, but can the Rockies continue to afford to hold on and wait for him to put everything together while still worrying about the health of his arm? He provides depth like any other pitcher on the roster. His role shouldn't be locked in without due diligence looking for a potential upgrade. That's that's really going to be the big question, I think, here. I, I, and the ultimate 
moment. How much can the Rockies upgrade? How much are the Rockies willing to upgrade? How much are the Rockies willing to invest in upgrading? Because I I, I, I agree with a lot of the stuff that Skyler says here. He is It is a weird spot. There is moments of prove it. But when you're looking at the list, especially for arbitration-eligible Rockies, Castro, Gomber, Rogers, Block, Lambert, Wins, Gilbreth, injury concerns are basically right up there with poor, poor to mid-performance concerns when you're looking at a good chunk of these eligible, uh, uh, eligible Rockies. And Peter Lambert fits right in there. Not healthy all the time. The price is going up. And the performance has been good, but has it been enough to really sit there and, and fully buy in? I think the cost of Lambert, I think the commitment isn't much, and I think that you could potentially uh, get more out of him being a younger guy, him not being in that 30-year range, or thirty, uh, not being 30 yet, and still in that mode where he can work and develop and get something going when it comes to consistency and when it comes to performance on the field. So I think Lambert is one where you're you're willing to take the risk there. And, and on top of that, Gilbert as well, because – if they do get the money that MLB Trade Rumors is is saying, that's $2 million for two pitchers that ha- are going to add depth to your roster, two of which that still have some upside to them. The biggest question, of course, is just going to be health and how much are they going to be able to pitch. I mean, it doesn't that's always that's obviously going to be the biggest question. We've seen some good, okay okay to good ball from Lambert and Gilbreth at, at moments for them, certainly great, but the health concerns, and this goes for two of the big names on this list too, that we'll focus on in segment number two as well. They, it's not too expensive. It adds depth, but it's not impressive depth. It's not no one on this list outside of I'm going to really on it. I will put Brendan Rogers and, and, Maybe Lucas Gilbreth as well are in that category of where I think can be elite. I, I I think we've seen enough from these other players. We know enough enough of these players, especially the veteran players, where they're not going to come in and dominate the league. They're not going to dominate for the Rockies. They can contribute. They can add depth. But I don't think that they are going to go and blow anybody's socks off and really make the Rockies much of a contender if they continue to run a lot of these players out every day. Let's read here again from Purple Row uh, from Skylar Timmons here. The hope is that Lucas Gilbreth will be ready and able to pitch at the start of spring training or at least early in the 2024 season. Gilbreth missed all of 2023 after undergoing Tommy John surgery in early March. He spent the entire year rehabbing and making TikTok videos chronicling his jersey or his jersey, his journey. Gilbreth's value as a power lefty out of the bullpen was sorely missed in 2023 as the team relied heavily on Brent Suter. A modest $800,000 contract is projected for Gilbreth and a healthy season in 2024 is of the utmost importance for Gilbreth moving forward after two stellar seasons in 21 and 22. Skyler believes his his spot on the roster is safe, uh, and I would agree with that. This is this is certainly a, a, a year where the Rockies could get lefty, good performance out of the pen, let Gilbreth prove himself, and set themselves up to have a, a solid piece in the bullpen and someone that, that, that has shown that he can be successful uh, with, before the injury. Just like in the back of our minds, though, chirp, chirp, chirping away, Injuries, injuries, injuries. When I look at this list and when I think of these names, I do think injury prone. 
And that goes for some of the veterans on this list. Let's dive more into the list. Let's talk about two big names that are going to be part of the Rockies roster next year. But how much do you stick with them? And we're going to follow up on our conversation yesterday about Austin wins and the catcher position as well here in segment number two. Before we do that, got to tell you about today's title sponsor, and that's FanDuel. FanDuel has you covered for all your playoff action. And when you use our promo code, you're going to get a great, great deal. Let me tell you all about it. October baseball is back, and you can make your postseason debut with FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook. Join FanDuel today, and you'll get started with $200 in bonus bets guaranteed when you place your first $5 bet. Just visit FanDuel.com slash on to create your new account. Then you can get in on the action from the first pitch until the final out. Bet on everything from strikeouts to home runs to who will win the game. And if you don't want to wait the whole game to get a W, Predict what will happen in the next at-bat with quick bets. So head on over to FanDuel.com slash LockedOn. That's FanDuel.com slash LockedOn right now. Step up to the plate this postseason with $200 in bonus bets guaranteed. Make every moment more with FanDuel, official sports betting partner of Major League Baseball. This is the Locked On Rockies podcast for free and streaming on your favorite streaming service. We're bringing you your daily Colorado Rockies talk right here on the Locked On Podcast Network, where you can find your team every day. My team is the Colorado Rockies, and if you're listening to this podcast, I bet your team is the Colorado Rockies. Let me know your thoughts about the Colorado Rockies in the YouTube section, the comment section on our YouTube page, and your subscription to the Locked on Rockies YouTube channel is the best way to help the show. Really, really do appreciate it. It is a great way to help the show grow. Uh, we're talking arbitration. We're talking about the arbitration-eligible Rockies, and a reminder of that list, Harold Castro, Austin Gomber, Brennan Rogers, Ty Block, Peter Lambert, Austin Wins, and Lucas Gilbreth. I think when we're looking at those, and we continue to look at those names, like we were talking about in the first one, the injury concerns are a big deal. And they're, of course, a big, bigger concern with the two most, uh, the two highest expected payouts when it comes to arbitration, Brendan Rodgers and Austin Gomber. The Rockies at one point, or at some point this year, are going to have to answer the question about both of these players. They are. Is Brendan Rodgers healthy enough to contribute through a whole season? Is Brendan Rodgers going to be able to stay on the field? Is Brendan Rodgers going to be able to, to shake off a cold start or a, or a real down moment and, uh, and, and put together a, a full, solid season? And same with Austin Gomber. Is Austin Gomber going to stay healthy? Did Austin Gomber get overworked? Did, is Austin Gomber going to take any more steps forward? Or have we seen the ceiling for Austin Gomber, which is this year. The health issues, but at moments was strong, was able... I mean, those are big, massive questions. These are two players you're committing, and, and these are two players that are going to command a lot more than just about anyone else on this... On nearly double the projections on MLB trade on, on trade rumors. Both of these players are going to be players that you're probably going to have conversations about come the trade deadline. No matter their performance, really. And while I think the Rockies, of course, are going... There's no doubt about it that the Rockies are going to bring these two players back. The question is just going to be... What is the full commitment? There is a top prospect waiting in the uh, waiting that could come up next year. The Rockies, if they start off slow and, 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 and want to make more trades and make moves, they could blow it up and they could bring Amador up. Good chance he already makes his debut next year anyway, and he's going to need some spot, some playing time in the middle of the infield. 
I just think that out of all of these players I look at, Castro, Gomber, Rogers, Block, Lambert, Wins, and Gilbreth. Rogers still continues to have the highest ceiling. I believe that if Rogers can get the consistency that you know he wants, he can have he will be great. Rogers is all star caliber. Rogers is team leading caliber. Rogers is elite defensively. So it's worth it to continue this experiment. I, I really do. But the Gomber experiment, outside of the need for depth, outside of the need for 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 consistent starting pitching, what does I mean? Austin Gomber needs to replicate his success from this year. But it's still a moment of where is that step forward? Where is that step to greatness? Is it going to come? Is it going to happen? Because we've seen now three seasons. He's pitched more for Colorado than he's pitched for, for St. Louis. We got a pretty good idea of who he is. We have a pretty good idea of what he's capable of. And when you look at the numbers and when you look at things, pretty similar to his first season with the Rockies. Higher ERA this year. More games, uh, more starts this year by four. But the hits are up in, let's see, uh, 14 more innings from 2021 into now. Hits allowed is, uh, he gave up 62 more hits, leading to 24 more runs. uh, And in that time has given up nearly 30 more runs, gave up six more home runs, walked two more batters, including a nine-walk increase from his uh, 2022 season. And everything else, uh, the whip is higher. Everything is up. Everything is up, up, up. Including usage. So how much do you really want to commit here? Can you not? I mean, I, I think I think the Rockies will bring him back. And will go through. But when you're looking at this experiment, when you're looking at breaking down Austin Gomber, is that investment worth it? Obviously, we know everything else. We know everything else that comes with with Gomber. But I'm going performance-wise. I'm going three seasons, including injury concerns. The Rockies might get max value this year. If Gomber's performing well. But are you confident enough to move on from him? And what do you do in in terms of your rotation? Because as we're looking at this and we're looking at starting pitching options on this list, it it, kind of seems like the Rockies have to bring these players back. They don't have much of a choice. Senza, Marquez, done for a good chunk of next year, if not all of it, uh, and, and, and leading into the second half of the season. You can't count on them next year. Not consistently. What what does it look like with Kyle Freeland? What does Austin Gomber's back issues look like going into the season this year? But the time is going to be where if teams are interested, if you can replenish and the Rockies aren't in a spot, 
I think he'll be moved. I really do. I, I think he is going to become a trade option if teams are interested in Gomber and seeing if they can work a little bit more from, from what he was doing. Uh, let's read a little bit here as well uh, from, from Skyler once again here about Austin Gomber and, uh, and, and what he has to think about this situation. The starting rotation, again, this is from uh, Skylar Timmons, Purple Row. Arbitration leaves room for improvement in 2024. Uh, the starting rotation was in shambles for 2023, but Austin Gomber was a stable backbone of the rotation for the majority of the year. He managed to set a career high in starts and innings pitched in 2023 while also posting a 5.50 ERA. Gomber is in his second year of arbitration, is projected for a salary bump of $3.3 million, a significant raise from his $1.6 million contract from this past season. It's a reasonable salary for a starting pitcher under control until 2026, entering his age 30 season, but there are still concerns with Gomber. Namely, back injuries continue to linger with him as he finished the season on the injured list with lower back inflammation. Gomber has also been inconsistent and hasn't shown much improvement in three seasons with Colorado. He's likely to stick around out of necessity, but one still wonders if Rock, if the Rockies could drop or trade him and look for a different arm. The Rockies should be looking at every arm possible. The Rockies should be looking and saying, and this is an offseason to challenge your narrative a little bit of getting people here. You have to, you cannot sit here and just rely on draft development, blah, blah, blah. You, you're going to have to get off your duff and be active and go after some pitchers and get there. While also evaluating, but if you're in order to do that, you have to sit and really evaluate and be willing to move on from what you have and really invest. Because you got Austin Gomber, you know what he can do, you know what to expect, you have the possibility of, of some success, of some flashes here. I, I love the intensity and energy of Gomber this year. I love that he was forming his identity. I think it's finally time to really put the, the past now he got here. Uh, it, for him behind him, and, and he was able to emerge into a moment where this is my rotation. I am the guy. Everyone else is hurt or struggling or this and that. And while he was able to step up and fill time, I don't necessarily think we've seen enough to justify continuing to double his salary every year. He will be he he will come back to the Rockies. He, him and the Rockies will avoid arbitration, I'm sure. But Gomber is a question mark, and he's a big question mark. Because if you had your other starters, you'd feel more comfortable. If you had your other starters, things would look a little different. But right now, the Rockies are kind of in a position where they need Gomber. But if injuries and inconsistencies are going to continue to plague him, how long do you want to continue to invest in that? It's a question uh, the Rockies are going to have to answer. Because, like I said, I think the the, the two trade prospects, if we're, if we're going early trade prospects for the Rockies in 24, Two of these players that we talked about in this segment, Rodgers and 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 uh, and and Gomber, are going to be at the top of that list. I think though, Rodgers is going to be worth the investment as I continue to 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 toot the Rodgers uh, hype brigade, basically. We'll see. 
We'll see what the Rockies do. But I think those two are safe. Who do I think the Rockies aren't going to bring back? Well, we'll talk about that in segment number three. Let's talk about that coming up here. After I tell you about our friends at Jace Medical, modern medical care and treatment are important, but our global supply chains are fragile. Things like pandemics, natural disasters, and foreign travel may cut you off from the treatment you need. Jace Medical is your solution. Just fill out their online form, and one of Jace Medical's board-certified physicians will review it to determine whether medications are safe and appropriate. Then Jace will send your prescriptions to one of their partner pharmacies where your order will be filled and mailed directly to your home. You can also send your physician a message for answers to treatment related questions at any time everyone should be empowered to care for themselves and their loved ones during the unexpected that's why jace medical offers the jace case save more than 360 dollars by getting antibiotics with jace medical plus an additional 20 dollars off by using the code locked on at checkout that's the code locked on at checkout at jacemedical.com that's j-a-j-a-s-e medical.com jacemedical.com promo code locked on this is the Locked On Rockies podcast for free and streaming on your favorite streaming service. Bringing you your daily Colorado Rockies talk right here on the Locked On Podcast Network, where you can find your team every day. I am your Rockies fan extraordinaire, Paul Holden, bringing you your daily Colorado Rockies talk. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you for being part of the show on the Locked On Rockies YouTube channel. And thank you for making us your first listen of the day. Let's head over to Thomas Murray's piece, Three Players the Rockies Should Non-Tender This Offseason, and I am going to agree with him. Uh, the Rockies really shouldn't look to return to these players, uh, other than the exception being Austin Wins, just because you need that depth for now. You can certainly go and get a backup catcher anywhere. You can certainly do some things. So you don't have to, and it's a million dollars is the expected uh, arbitration from MLB trade rumors. Wins doesn't it's just a lot of money that to it, it's it's a that's a big contract for someone that doesn't produce on the offensive side of the ball and hasn't been able to find his home. And uh Thomas Murray uh writes here that the ones that should be non-tendered are Ty Block, Harold Castro, and Austin Wins. I think Ty Block might be someone that 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 you could entertain but there has to be an option on the free agent market. There has to be something you can try. You've done the tie block routine two years in a row now. And you've seen what he, what's possible. And just like we were talking about in the segment before this, the, the, the depth issues are an issue. But I just don't think you're really going to go up and, and want to pay uh, what he is expected to get, which is near $2 million. And uh, Thomas is saying it could be projected up to $3.3 million. That's money that you can put towards another pitcher. That's money that you can put towards beefing up a contract for another pitcher to bring them in. The the, 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 the fact of the matter is the Rockies are going to have to spend some money on pitching this offseason. They're going to have to bring some people in. They're going to have to bring some starters in. Unless they are fully confident in just running it back with what they had last year, these three players are, are are ones that shouldn't be that hard to to move on from in the grand scheme of things, especially with other with with other players on other teams that that might also not get non tendered or, or 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 move on X Y and Z. But next year, I don't need to see Harold Castro come back next year. I don't hitting Harold didn't uh, wasn't up to snuff and 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 wasn't someone that should block the uh, Amador spot. 
I want Alan Trejo to play over over Harold Castro almost every day. I'd rather that. 100%. I'd rather see Alan Trejo out there than Harold Castro. Thomas Murray writes, Castro had an impressive spring training with the Rockies last year. Again, this is Rock's pile. Three Rockies that should be non-tendered. Uh, three players the Rockies should non-tender this offseason by Thomas Murray here on Rock's pile. Castro had an impressive spring training with the Rockies last year with a 333 average and a total of nine RBI that earned him a spot on the Rockies' opening day roster. Unfortunately, that productivity did not translate over to the big league level as his average was 252 with a 589 OPS while striking out 66 times and drawing just nine walks on a team that ranked 28th in strikeouts and 26th in walks. With players like Ezekiel Tovar and Brendan Rodgers emerging as the Rockies' everyday starting shortstop and second baseman Allen and Alan Trejo is the likely backup for both of them, the middle infield will be a crowded area for the Rockies next year. There's also the possibility of top prospects Adele Amador to make his MLB debut sometime next year. With this poor play in 2023, the possibility of other young stars rising to the MLB level. Thomas believes the Rockies should non-tender Castro this offseason, and uh, if they want to fill that backup role, they can find it in free agency. I agree. Why, why immediately just give Castro the benefit of the doubt without just looking to see what else is out there? There's a veteran second baseman that can back up Alan Trejo. And even at that stage, if you're gonna if you're committing to going young, if you're willing to go young, if you're gonna punt on a season, Amador can back up Trejo and, and they can all go. Even if you trade Rodgers, boom, you put Trejo there at second base, Amador's the backup. That's the better path. Especially in, in 2024 when we figure the Rockies are still figuring things out and still trying to pave their way back into contention and back into relevance. So that was a good, I, I, and there's, there's more there. Um, I, 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 and uh, finally, uh, Thomas says Austin wins and it just kind of is the same thing. There's, there's, there's possibly other options. It's just how much do the rock, how much are the Rockies really looking to be aggressive in bringing players in versus just filling spots this year and hoping for the best in 2025 when they're hoping they're going to have a more healthy and more complete team. So, all in all, I think uh, who the Rockies should tender from uh, from uh, the arbitration, I think it should be Gomber, Rogers, Lambert, and Gilbreth. Who do I think the Rockies will get? There's a chance they bring back all of these guys. But if you don't bring back Block, you don't bring back Wins, you don't bring back Castro, that's millions of dollars that you're freeing up to beef up a contract or make something a more or make a smaller scale deal with a different person to get a different face and someone uh, giving someone else a different chance to uh, have their chance in purple. So that's my thoughts on that. Uh, my little playoff spiel here for you. The Rangers have mashed, mashed their way to the ALCS. They beat two high seeds, two top seeds, two play, two teams that had really good years. And what was the ba- the, the backbone of it all? offense great offense i know they had some good pitching but they had some shaky they have a shaky bullpen they've had moments where they blew where they blew leads but their offense was good enough to keep them ahead and their offense was consistent enough to grow and build the leads to build on what they had so when you're looking at the the, the rangers run and the rangers success offense 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 
That is what I look... That is going to be the way the Rockies are successful in the playoffs. When they make it again, they can't go cold like we've seen them go cold so many times in the in, in the other playoffs outside of 2007. Offense has to be a focal point and a foundation for what you do. And when you look at the Rockies' offense and you compare it to the Rangers' offense, you see how the, the wide gap between the two teams and how important it is for the Rockies to take steps forward on offense and get better as an offensive unit. So there's my quick little thoughts there on the uh, postseason. I know it wasn't much, but uh, that's what's been most impressive about me about uh, about Texas about how good their offense has been all year and how good that offense has been in the playoffs and how key that's been when you're going up against two big name opponents and real good teams that the Rocky or that the Rangers went after this year. So if the Rockies want to do damage in the playoffs, they're going to have to do it on the offensive side of the ball. Absolutely. Folks, that's going to do it for today's episode of Locked on Rockies. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you for making us your first listen of the day. Thank you for hanging out with us here on the Locked on Rockies YouTube channel and on your favorite streaming service. For your second listen of the day, go check out the Locked on Broncos, Locked on Avalanche, Locked on Nuggets, and Locked on Buffs podcast. Avalanche season starts tonight. Go Avs, go. Until next time, this is Paul Holden saying so long from the Locked on Rockies podcast.